0: What if I told you that I had information from a solid source? A well-known and respected prophet in the church has confirmed that Jesus has already returned. So I hope you're thinking right now that I shouldn't be teaching this. As you remember from our study, this is the false teaching that was circulating at the church in Thessalonica. As Paul wrote in his letter, there were those asserting that the day of the Lord had already come. And this false information was causing the community there to become easily unsettled and alarmed. We, we found that in Second Thessalonians 2, 1 and 2. And so, the second coming of Jesus is a major theme in Paul's letters. He writes to instruct them on the truths about Jesus Christ and his second coming so they would not be shaken. Pastor Jim also taught on Sunday that Peter addressed the churches because false teachers were saying just the opposite, that Jesus would never return and that there would be no judgment. And so it didn't really matter how you lived. Everyone should just do what makes them happy. There are no end to the lies and contradictory stories we can hear. And when we are not grounded in the truth of God's word, we open the door to enemy lies and thought patterns that also cause us to stand on shaky ground. We know from our studies that there were many false teachers in the churches, lots of voices making lots of noise and causing lots of trouble pulling people in different directions with contradictory information, causing fear and confusion. This misinformation is compounded when people are in vulnerable situations, as was the case with the Thessalonians, who lived under persecution and were physically separated from their pastor, Paul. Paul also experiencing persecution, even imprisonment, and not able to be with his beloved church physically. This situation was especially hard for the new believers and others that were not fully mature or established in the word. We can relate to some of this as we saw with COVID, many voices telling us what to do and what not to do, also the isolation from family, friends, and members of the community, many feeling vulnerable, some still as we hear talk of triple pandemics and COVID mutations that are highly contagious. This is exactly why we need to stand firm on the truth of the word and on the hope of the gospel. Because the enemy will come and use these opportunities to spread misinformation or lies to cause us to be alarmed and unsettled. It is only the truth found in God's word that makes us unshakable. This is especially needed in times of trouble. And so Paul teaches the truth we must know about the day of the Lord. I stop here to urge you to listen to this teaching on the Day of the Lord by Pastor Jim that can be found on our blog spot. If you haven't already heard or feel you need to hear it again. We need to see the big picture, the truth about the Day of the Lord, to put our hope in our faithful God, to stand unshakable in times of trouble. We have also studied in Thessalonians about this Day of the Lord and that it will come as a thief in the night For no one but God knows the day. On that day, those who refuse to obey God's truth, who refuse to receive and obey God's truth, will be caught by surprise. They will be judged for their evil actions. But the good news is that we don't have to be caught by surprise. No one does. For there is still opportunity now to be prepared. The first thing required is to receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, God's Son. As it says in the Apostles' Creed, we need to believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades, And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Church of Jesus Christ, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. This is the truth we need to believe and stand on to be unshakable so that we might have right relationship with a holy God and the power of his spirit will guide and empower us to live holy and godly lives in expectation of that day. In other words, we who have received the life of Christ are to welcome that day for we will also be gathered together with our Lord. This is our hope and the truth of the gospel so we can know there will be an end to all our suffering and our current circumstances. God will bring justice and restore all things like in the beginning. And so knowing this truth of the gospel message is a strong foundation we are to stand on always and especially in times of trouble. So Paul's final words in our verses for today show us why and how to be unshakable and i've asked kim to read and if you can turn in your bibles we're reading today from second thessalonians chapter 3 verses 1 to 3. finally brothers pray for us that the word of the lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not all have faith but the lord is faithful He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. These final words are really a prayer request, a reminder to be constant in prayer, prayer, communicating, and dependency, showing that we communicate and we depend on God. Here, Paul's prayer is for himself and those who bring the word. As Pastor Rachel previously taught on this, that the word would speed ahead, be honored, embraced by those who hear it, just as it was with them, the Thessalonians, and with us as believers, so that people would know and stand on the gospel truth and be unshakable. And in verse 2, we also see a prayer for protection, for we know that not everyone has faith. And because of this, there is evil in this world. Jesus told us we will have troubles in this world and that the evil one seeks to devour us. We cannot forget this truth. And so, like Jesus taught us, we pray for protection and deliverance from evil. Paul also prays this, that our Heavenly Father would establish us, guard us, and protect us from the evil one. Though we are not part of the world, we are not to be part of the world, we live in the world and are affected by the evil and the trouble. But we are not to be afraid or unsettled by any of it. Although our human tendency is to go there, Paul tells us why we do not have to be afraid or unsettled, And I just wanted to share a little plaque that I think gives us a visual of this message of Paul. This was a gift from Donna and Charlie. And Charlie told me he picked it out for me. Pray, wait, trust. It's like a visual reminder of this word. A reminder that we can pray, wait, and trust in a faithful God and his word the heart and the cross symbols of the gospel truth, the sacrificial love of the father and his son, the word that we must share and pray and others will honor. And so we pray, wait, and trust, even in the midst of difficulties. Why? We see in verse three, the Lord is always faithful. So Paul reassures the Thessalonians and us of God's faithfulness to strengthen and protect. Paul prays with confidence in the Lord who is faithful. And so he goes on to say in verses four and five, he is confident that they're going to get this letter and do the things God commands by the power of the Spirit, that the Lord will protect and direct their hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance or steadfastness so that they would be unshakable. In other words, Follow Christ's example despite the difficulties or delay in waiting for his second coming and his final restoration of all things, knowing God is faithful. Pray to the one who is faithful. It's about his eternal word, the truth we need to stand firm that will make us unshakable. The one that is faithful, that loves us, the one that persevered even to the death on a cross, to bring his salvation he is the one and the reason we can trust and stand unshakable knowing he is faithful and will come again and restore all things and he is also with us now by his holy spirit to strengthen and guide us as we walk through this world and so we can stand on his truth and be unshakable and so the thing that's unsettling to the Thessalonians may not be the the thing that's unsettling for you and me. It may be different for us as individuals and even as a church community, but I ask you to think, maybe there are other things that are unsettling to you, other things that cause you to be shaken and forget the truth that you are to stand on. Maybe it's your job or your family situation or your relationships with others. Maybe it's the evil in the world, people's wrong actions against you or your loved ones. Maybe it's your health or the effects of our bodies as they get older. Or maybe it's a lack of finances or worry about the future. Or as for me, it can be a combination of these things. The Lord has been showing me an area for some time where I'm vulnerable or prone to step out of the truth and go to shaky ground. But it wasn't until recently that he revealed to me the root of that problem. It goes way back when I was a girl in the 60s. I was only about six or seven. News of Fidel Castro and his communist forces taking power in Cuba. I remember seeing my father watch the news cycle constantly. My dad talked about it a lot with my mom and worried for his family still in Cuba. Americans worried for their safety as well, as the US was under the threat of nuclear attack with Russia's presence in Cuba, a country only 90 miles from our borders. And so that became the topic of conversation in our home. But there was one other thing I also remember. My dad prayed. In my mind's eye, I can still see my dad sitting at his desk with an open Bible and praying. Although I know this situation made him vulnerable to fear and worry for his beloved family in Cuba, he trusted in a faithful God and the truth of his word in the Bible, that he could take all these concerns to God, knowing that God is faithful to hear and answer his prayers. And that is what helped my dad not to be shaken. He also knew that God had placed him in this country and now as a naturalized citizen, He was positioned to bring his entire family, his mom, his brother and sisters, and all their spouses and children into this country. And so he did with the help of God. I tell you this story because the Lord showed me a family pattern here, a connection to this. I saw that my constant listening to the news cycle and all the political talk and the division unsettled me. It brought me anxiety and fear about what would happen in the world and how people's political decisions could impact my family and my life. I tell you this story because the Lord revealed why the news cycle was so unsettling to me. The Lord has been teaching me to turn to him and the hope of the gospel. It's truth and pray to God who is faithful so that I will not be shaken. And so in our text for today, Paul gives his final words to remind the Thessalonians and us to pray and stand firm on the word. Pray and be established, unshakable, because our God is faithful. Jesus will come again and restore all things. Scriptures also tell us that these things that unsettle us in this world are only temporary, momentary. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of gl- glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, and the things that are unseen are eternal. That's found in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18. And so before I pray to end, I want you to take a minute and meditate. If you have a paper, you may want to write down your responses. This is between you and God. Ask the Lord, what unsettles you? What makes you feel unsteady? What are the thoughts that race through your head or cause you to fear? You may need to take time later and talk with God about this. And also you may want to ask him to reveal the root of this vulnerability that causes you to fear and become unsettled and why it causes you sometimes to believe lies of the enemy. So let us pray. Lord, you have called us as a church community to be established in your word. We thank you for these final words you gave to Paul in order to encourage your church to remain unshakable in the light of the evil and the troubles and the suffering in this world. We thank you for the examples of Paul and other mature Christians who follow you, Jesus, our greatest example. Help us to follow your example, not in our own strength, but by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we praise you because you are faithful, so we can trust and stand firm on you and your word regardless of circumstances. Circumstances change, but Lord, you are unchangeable. You remain faithful. And so we can stand and be unshakable because you are faithful. Not only can we stand unshakable, but like Melanie taught, we can also rejoice in you. We can have your joy and your fruit of the Spirit in the midst of any circumstance. Lord, I pray this word in 2 Thessalonians 3, 1-3, written to your beloved people. May your word, Lord, speed ahead and be honored as happened among us. May we be delivered from wicked and evil men, for we know that not all have faith. But Lord, you are faithful. You will establish us, guard us, and protect us against the evil one. So we will stand on the gospel truth and pray, as well as take godly action, led by your Holy Spirit, to spread the truth of the gospel, that others may also know your faithfulness and be unshakable. So it is in your unchangeable, faithful, and powerful name, Jesus, that we trust and pray, amen. God bless you all.
1: If you were moved by today's message, that was the Holy Spirit wooing you to himself. God created the entire universe so that he could be in relationship with us, so that he could be in relationship with you. His Son came to the earth, though He was completely without sin. He died the death of a sinner, took all of our sins upon Himself, and was resurrected so that we could have eternal life. All we need to do is accept what He did for us. You can find out more at westchesterchapel.org forward slash salvation. But why not pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for suffering and dying for me. Thank you that your death atoned for everything that I've done to separate me from you. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, and Holy Spirit, come into my life and empower me to live for you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to know about it. Please send an email to info at westchesterchapel.org. Now, our website is under construction right now, so these links may or may not work. But if you go to westchesterchapel.blogspot.com, in the right-hand column, you'll see an article on salvation and a way to get in touch there. If you live in or near Westchester County, we hope you'll join us. Find out when we're meeting at westchesterchapel.org. Again, that website may be under construction, but be patient with us. Also, if you're outside of the area, you can join us on Zoom, and that info will be there as well. But we do encourage you to get plugged into a local body of Christ-centered, Bible-believing Christians. Lord bless you.